morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for our one- yearly episode of the podcast. <laughs> it has been a while. It's been and, a while. And by the time you listen to this, uh, you'll finally get our last episode hopefully up. I don't know if you will. Yeah. Uh, because there's like this t- – there's – once in a while, you just get a problem, uh-huh. and then you try and fix it, and then you create a whole another problem. Okay, and eventually, it's like there's, you've 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 you have a hole dug so deep yeah. into the earth that there's just no getting out yep. of it now. And I'm having a feeling that Dragon Tattoo is in that same situation, which isn't the end of the world. Yeah, because that was probably my least favorite episode that we recorded. It's because- definitely one of my least favorite, and mostly due to the fact that the movie was just such a struggle yeah, to yeah. get through it was such a struggle to get through we watched the movie and then recorded and the movie just took all the life out of yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. so i i was listening back to it and i was like god i suck in this episode <laughs> like jeez, i didn't maliciously tamper with it just so that i couldn't yeah, put it yeah, up. yeah, yeah. but it, but it, i'm really fortunate that it was that episode yeah that went out. anyway welcome to the know nothing nerd podcast i'm one half of the know nothing nerds luke joined as always by twitch how are you, sir? I am pretty good, exhausted because I've been working like a mother. Yeah. Um, the, the two of us have been busy. This is yeah. the first time we're sitting down in March. Seriously, really? Yeah. Oh wow, that's kind of weird to think Isn't about. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's been a it's been a freaking drag out um knockout for me with work. Um been working a ton, um, working pretty much every single day between eight to twelve hours Damn. a day. Um, just to cover costs and, uh, everything else. And it's tax season. So I got to pay my own taxes. Unlike people that get W2s and stuff and get money back. I do not. Woo. Um, Dude, I did my taxes the first day that you could. On, uh, like first week of January or something like that. February. February. Okay. It was like, it was pretty early on. Yeah. But I remember the government was closed and then it opened and I had I had to be up pretty early, so it was like four a.m. But I got up a little too early because uh-huh. uh, I'm I'm just kind of one of those preparer people. Um, so I was up at four a.m. and I still had like thirty minutes left. So I just sat down and flicked open my phone, and it was like government reopened right on time for tax day. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, let's do these right now. <laughs> so I did my taxes at four in the morning. In thirty minutes, huh? I, well, maybe I had an hour. Okay. It took it took a little bit, but. Yeah. Uh, but I remember I got them done, and I, I was pretty groggy. I'm pretty sure I was misleading with some of my information, uh-huh. but I wound up getting some pretty good money back. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's always nice when you're able to do that. I, I lost out on the money. I think it was two years. No, it had to have been like three years ago because I was still technically getting tax credits for tuition Yeah, um, for going to right, school. Right, right. And uh, I, my fourth year came, and that was the last year I got a refund, and – now every year since then, I've had to pay a couple thousand dollars for tax season. I think this season I only have to pay a thousand, which is good. That's good. Hopefully, good lord, I've never. Oh, I've I, never I, owed. Oh, I've owed the last three years, three or four. No years. kidding, yeah. I've never owed. Um, I when I was eighteen and nineteen and maybe twenty. Uh huh. I just didn't do them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like. I was talking to uh, I was talking to a finance person, and they were like, "Well, as long as you got that out of the way when you were eighteen, like they don't care about that. How much yeah. did you make? Like, f- 
ten thousand dollars that year not that big of a deal yeah you know? well here's the thing if you have have you filed for those years at all yet no because i don't so, even have my w-2s from that. so here's what you can do the, the, because this happened to a buddy of mine he didn't file for like three years or four years or something like that and uh he got an audit or no he didn't get an audit from the irs he got a bill from the irs yeah, saying that he owed, he owed X um, like twelve thousand dollars something Ooh. like that and he's like, uh, excuse me. So he went to like H and R Block or whatever yeah. and told him that this is what the IRS says that he owes him. And say the guy told asked him, he's like, Did you not file a year or so or something? He's like, I think there might have been a few years that I didn't file and they looked back through the system and sure enough he didn't file for like three or four years. No kidding. And the guy said, Hey, we'll take care of this right now. So gave him all the information that he needed. Yeah. Um Went through the whole filing stuff, and uh, he uh, sent it in with all his information. He was also in the military. Sure, that helps. So because he was in the military, he got a whole bunch of tax credits and stuff. And then at the end of it, the IRS actually owed him $30,000. What? Yeah. Jeez. So you might actually- So I should join the military. Yes, you should join the military. Uh, No, what I'm saying is that you might want to look into uh, refiling- We don't have to do with that. It's true. It's the one downside. It's the one downside. Yeah, refile. You might have to you if you refile, you actually might get There's some bigger money. No back. way I have those W twos from those They um, might be able to look it up because you're oh, the places you that you work for have to keep that stuff on file for X amount of years. Maybe I should get that taken care of because you'd hate to be like thirty years old. And then have that, you and know, then it comes back right. and says, and then "Hey, like, you hey, actually you owe us like fifty grand now yep. because it's been so long." Yep. I, but the guy I talked to was like, "They don't care if you were eighteen. But yeah, that might it. be the case yeah. too, because there was Cause probably again, some years when I didn't file either. Right. When I was eighteen, working at the bagelry, you know, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't cash and bank. You know, yeah, I wasn't yeah, making yeah. a whole lot of money then. Yep. So, but anyway, uh, if you haven't guessed already, we're doing another rant. Yes, rants, um, ranting it away. We've got a lot going on right now, and uh, some stuff that we might be updating you on in yep. the next episode of the podcast nothing that we want to talk about yet but yep. it's got uh it's got me a little busy right now yep. and too much to the point where i can uh focus down on a topic and, yep. and same with twitch so we're gonna take a week just to discuss a lot of the stuff that we've missed in the past few months uh i've got a few things that i want to talk about i know twitch has a few things yes. that he wants to talk about but the first thing that i want you to talk about is the shower thought that you texted me about the other okay, day. Okay, okay. Shower so... thought to end all shower thoughts. <laughs> I don't know if it's well, going to be that. On. Play the jingle. Okay, now tell me. So, okay. So I was watching the Umbrella Academy. Have you have you heard of it, seen it all? I've heard of it. I know how it ends, but I, I won't watch so it. So the Umbrella Academy, it's a show that was on Netflix. Was It is on Netflix, just got released. Are we spoiling this? Uh, not really. Okay. No, no, no. So, um, it's based off of, I believe, an Image Comics or Dark Dark Horse Comics. I'm not 100% sure on that. So, uh, anyways, it's about um, these orphans that had a remar- remarkable birth. Um, they're all born on the same day um, to uh, mothers that were not previously yeah. pregnant. Yeah. Um, and all the children, except for one, seem to have some sort of special gift power. Um, one of the, the, uh, characters, number five, he's able to move through space and time. Um, and in the show, there's a agency that works 
outside of time, essentially. Okay. So it got me thinking, and it, it, one of the things that they do in it is, and this is where the shower thought sure, comes in. Sure, sure, sure. So in this agency, they have these uh, mail tubes that pop up different places. And in the mail tube comes in, it's from the past, essentially. Okay. And, uh, or it goes to the past, I should sure. say. Um, and they're trying to either make certain world events happen or cause world events not to happen. It's like the adjustment bureau, but on like a global yes. scale. Yes. So they're trying to basically make sure that certain things happen to keep the time space continuum on the same route, essentially. So it's this office that's outside of time, essentially. Okay. So here's here's where it starts out for yeah. you. So imagine that you're in this room, blank room. There's a desk, and there's a single person working in it. This and stuff is basically like that. what we got yes, here. Yes. Okay. So in this room, there's uh, two stacks of papers. Okay? okay. You got an incoming stack, and you got an outgoing stack. And each incoming stack is information that is coming from the past. And the outgoing stack is information that is going to the past. Or you could say the future in sure. some, some instances. So the thing that got me we, that got me thinking that kind of blew my freaking mind is that in this office, all time is passing through it. The, uh, sure. All the past is passing through it, and then all the future is passing out of it yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So you have this area where, and I hope that people are kind of understanding where I'm coming from on this. So you I, have, if I'm following you, they should be able hopefully, to follow. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> so at this convergence point, you have everything in time that is going on right here. So the thing that the thing that's odd about it is this convergence point. Everything that has ever happened in the entire history has happened in an instant in this room. Sure. That's fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. And it just kind of goes through a loop. So, like, one decision is made, they instantly know about it across all time. And that just kind of blew my freaking mind. And I've been thinking about yeah. it. How does that work? Like, is there a hypothesis or a theory? I wish I had connection with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson to ask him about this and being like, <laughs> So what is, what's, what's, what's this idea of like all time passes through a single point and do, what does that do to time at that point? Right. So I think, uh, what was interesting about that. So I am want, I'm doing, uh, a, a, a binge with my buddy, a, uh -huh. a binging buddy, if you will, uh, over at he and his wife's place. We've been watching all of the Marvel films to catch me up mm. and get ready for Endgame because, I, I watched the first Avengers film that I watched was Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> and uh, I got really into it, and I was sort of like, you know, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> like, you know, why is everyone crying at this no point? No context. Why is everyone freaking yeah. out at this point? And, you know, I get when Thanos snaps, everyone dying. That's heavy. But what about this part and this part? Yeah. So we've been going back through and watching all the crucial films. Uh, and this really has no tie-in other than the fact that uh, when we were meeting the other day to watch uh, Civil War, Captain America, which should just be an Avengers movie. I'm yeah, saying that Oh, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I'm with you. We were on the topic of uh, Game of Thrones and Harry Potter. Game of Thrones we'll talk about more in depth a little later because there's so much shit to talk about in yes. Game of Thrones. Not so much with Harry Potter. I got nothing to say about Harry Potter. 
But we're talking about how time change or time travel is never done well in any movie. Correct. Uh, we've never seen it done well because the you know you can do it in a good way. Like I think Hodor was done pretty well. I agree. But I agree. The problem with time travel is when you start asking questions about it. Yes. Because that is and that should be expected of things like that. But when yep. you start asking questions about the Hodor scene, it just renders it completely useless. Yes. You know what I mean? And then you you think like. You know, could Brand go back and you know, um, like I like I don't even like warg into Jana Slint, or not Jana Slint, Marin Trant before he cuts off Ned's head. Yeah, no, 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 Sir Ellen Payne. Sir Ellen Payne. Yeah, I got so many, I'm so many the, people. So yeah, many, yeah. Could he go back warg into Ellen Payne and prevent him from cutting off Ned Stark's head? Like then does. Working into Hodor render useless because Bran never needed to go to the north. You know what I mean? Would that have prevented Bran going to the north? Yep. So would Hodor not be called Hodor anymore? Would he have his yes. original name? You know, th- like asking questions about time travel renders it completely useless. So I just don't tend to think about it. I Yeah, time travel always annoys me. I have a couple theories that um, hopefully one day I'll be able to do uh, it once I actually get them written out where they're clearly thought and yeah. stuff. This this uh, shower thought not so much like it's just kind of blew my yeah, head. yeah yeah just one of those um, <clears throat> and uh, but time travel like I have I have a couple theories about the Terminator trilogy uh, not trilogy yeah, yeah. Terminator franchise um, Back to the Future not so much even though because I don't pay attention mostly to the the time travel side of it because it's not it's not as big a part of what the story really is about. And I can differentiate that. That's one of the things why I can still tolerate the Terminator, yeah. even though time travel is a part of it. Um, but other movies where time travel is like a key factor to it, it drives me absolutely yeah, nuts. Yeah, so um, that's what I'm like. Uh, is Order of the Phoenix the one where Hermione has the time turner? No, nope, that's uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. That movie and book, both of them, drive me goddamn batty yeah. when I read them because it's like J.K. Rowling has such a great imagination. Mm-hmm. She created one of the best fantasy series that will ever uh, be released ever again, one of yep. the most iconic characters and just a world that you want to be a part of. Um, but, you know, you can't all you can't have them all be winners. Yes. You know? And in yeah. my opinion, the new movies aren't winners and uh, Prisoner of Azkaban was not a winner for the, for the only reason that Hermione had the time turner. Yeah. She's got this great imagination. She set up this world where literally anything is possible. Uh-huh. She could have chosen any other route to get the events that transpired to have happened yes. without doing time travel. Yep. And then she locks time travel in that one book. Yeah. She locks it in that yeah. book. It's never utilized after Ever that again. point. Ever you know, again. I get beforehand, we didn't know about it. But then afterward, it's like, you could use that, Harry Potter goes and gets himself killed by Voldemort, and then, like, Hermione could have, like, turned back time. Like, so many other times it would have been really nice yes. to have the time turner. But because she introduced it in the world, it has to exist, but she just locks it into that one yep. book and that one movie. Well, time travel, like, I, the more I think about time travel, it's one of those things where if time travel existed, we would, I think there's a logical statement to make of either if it existed, we will never know about it, or if it did existed, we would already know about it. Right. 
because if somebody is able to change the timeline at any any given point and stuff like that there's no way that we can know about it yeah um yeah. if it changes like from the future i like to think of it as like i i hope i kind of hope that the timeline is a fixed thing yeah um and yeah. fixed in the in the realm of like what has happened in the past can never be changed and what happens in the future is yet to be determined mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that that's kind of like the, the timeline. Cause if, if you, if it's a fixed timeline completely all the way through free will kind of goes out the window and right. there's people yeah. that kind of say that free will, like there's been studies on the brain that say free will is more of an illusion than anything else. Specifically, if you deal with people that have uh short term amnesia, yeah. um, yeah. I've listened to a couple of podcasts where they'll have Vic, uh, uh, victims um people that have accidents where they hit their head and they go through temporary amnesia and it lasts like anywhere from like a couple hours to a whole day or 24 hours and what happens is when they have those temporary am- uh temporary amnesia they'll start to loop themselves yeah. and they'll say the exact same thing i think that they have already said sure i think there's a difference there i was reading a book um I was reading a book and listeners, you're going to hear me say that a lot this year because uh, I've been challenging myself to read twice as many books as uh-huh. last year. And I read a shit ton of books last year. Yeah. So, <laughs> so consequently I'm reading a shit ton of books right now. Um, I read a book uh, a few months ago called the power of habit. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was a study about a similar case where a man started to kind of his, his mental state started to deteriorate. I think there's a difference between free will and habit. Yeah. And there there's this guy who has complete dementia and every day he just resets. Yeah. And you know, he'll have a conversation with you and then he'll leave and then uh he'll be offended that you didn't come today. But like you just left. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But he's offended that you didn't come because he knew that you usually come or he he had that feeling that that you're supposed to be here yeah, yeah, and yeah. that you're not. And that's like a habit loop. Every day he would leave the house and no one would know where. And he didn't know what his address was. He didn't know where he was. He didn't have a cell phone. He didn't know who he lived with or anything uh-huh. like that. And after an hour, he'd pop up back at home. He took the same route every day. He made the same thing for breakfast. Sometimes he would make he would get up, make breakfast. Then he would go back to bed. He'd just wander back to bed, wake up, make the same breakfast again. And, and like that could loop for the whole day yeah. is what he could do. But I think there's a difference between habit and like predestined yeah 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 uh like fate yeah that you have no free will yeah it's a tricky thing it's it's one of those things that we may not know until we die and yeah probably and and maybe even not and maybe even not so but uh, i think the moral of the story is fuck time travel yeah just don't do it if i ever use time travel in a story of mine you have free reign to slap the shit out of me yeah yeah and i think you just uh, i don't know it's it's dumb i used to have uh, this like big dream of mine that uh back when you believed that you could get superpowers. Yeah, my thing was that I could stop time uh-huh. and start it. You know what I mean? But then I started playing with it, and it was like it'd be cool to be able to go back. You know what I mean? Because then like, and I was in school at the time, so it's uh-huh. like, dude, I'd ace every fucking test. Yeah, because I'd just take the test and blah 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 a a a a a a a a a get the answers back, then go back in time and take the test again. And, you know, you don't think about the logic loop of, like, what well, would you remember the answers that you saw in the future when you went to the past? Yeah. Shit like that. Um, and, like, even if you could freeze time, could you interact with the world around you? 
Yeah, that's the that's a I like would you be able to breathe if you stopped time? Oh, that's a good one. You know what I mean? That's so good. So then one. I started thinking like, okay, instead of freezing time, we should get a video of that. Why don't you just freeze? <laughs> Speaking of freezing. It's like hold on to that fucking time, that thought. Uh Instead of stopping time, you could just slow it way the hell down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to to an unspeakable percent of how yeah. it's moving right now. Yep. Because then you can still breathe because air is still moving. Yeah. And you can because like matter would still be a thing. Then you could still yep. pick stuff up and interact with stuff. But really, the only thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to steal things. Just steal things. I was like, I would freeze time and rob a bank, and I'd be the <laughs> richest man alive. Or like, I would freeze time and then beat the hell out of someone, and yeah. then play again, and then there'd just be an agonizing pain that I have no idea yeah. why. You know what I mean? But then if you slow time, like you just can get stuck in some yeah. logic loop. So yeah, moral of the story: don't think about time travel. Moving on. Did you see Brightburn trailer? Not the new one. No. Oh my. god. God, dude. Uh, I will look at it tonight. The new, that looks insanely good. I am so stoked about it. Two things to cover on this. James Gunn has always been a um, one a, of my favorite directors. Now it's a family project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The His whole brother's family on it. Yeah. On it. Um, yeah. So uh, I am super stoked about this because it's a horror film, but it's also a superhero film. Um, and it's what, essentially what they're asking is like, what if, Clark Kent, Kal-El, um, came to Earth, but instead of being Superman, he was evil. Yeah, like, it's the it's the Batman v Superman question. Yeah, that actually gets answered. And, yeah, and that's like a fascinating. Yeah, like uh, like what if what if God was a dick? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. the question. That, like, what if a God yep. was just uh, just terrible yeah. and and uh, and horrifying and because I love the idea about it and like there's. There's no doubt in my mind that that was like a huge influence on the movie. Yeah. The kid crash lands in the middle of nowhere in a in a rural area yeah. on a farm. His ship is held in the basement of the barn. Yep. And you know, uh he is drawn to drawn to it and it stuff. Do, like it doesn't that. get much more on the nose. No, it than does that. not. Even and I he's know got that. he can yeah. fly, he's got yeah. some sort of heat vision, yep. and some sort of looks like strength and stuff like that. So the only thing we don't know is if he's like impervious to like bodily injury. And well, stuff he is because like so. oh, actually, never mind. I guess that's a spoiler alert yeah. for the new trailer. Oh, okay. Um, the there there's the scene where the lawnmower is upside down, and the blades just spinning around, and he just sticks, sticks his, his hand, hand in, in there, and the blade like wraps around his hand. Oh then, my gosh! And then it cuts to the scene where he just like he's got the flat face, and then he just kind of smirks a little bit. And then it like moves on. You're like, oh, this kid's fucked up, dude. What if this is secretly a DC movie? And like, uh, let me look it up. Let me yeah, find out is. who who's putting it out. Um, I actually think Sony is doing it. I think so too. Um, I want to say Sony because if it is Sony, then it's definitely not. Um, Bright burn. Oh, I meant to say uh, this is going to be a perfect thing to fill the space with. Yeah. We're, we're going unedited on this one. Raw footage. I don't have the Raw. time to edit, so don't say anything anti-Semitical or anything like that. <laughs> Not this time around, Not at least. Not this time. Uh, yeah, I can't find what it, what it is off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm betting it's Sony. I'm pretty um, sure it's Sony. It's not Warner Brothers. Um, yeah. Anyways, what were you? 
I don't remember. Okay. Uh, it looks really good. So James Gunn, um, and I also, I didn't read the article, but I saw a few article headlines about it. James Gunn finally got hired back on to do Guardians 3. Yes, yeah. Huge news, because yeah. I thought that was the stupidest thing in the world. It's pretty dumb. And I think, got I think out of they that. realized that, too. I think they so, like, too. I hope so, because I hope what is happening now is that with him being hired onto the project, same thing with... Uh, Chris Hardwick getting brought back onto AMC to do the talking dead because the accusations that came out about him. Um, and then with James Gunn, if you guys didn't know, he said some not so great things, some immature things back way back in the day on Twitter. I can't tell you what it was off the top of my head, but it was, it wasn't anything terrible, but it was just immature. Yeah. Um, and they fired him. And then also Chris Hardwick got fired too from AMC. Yeah. Um, but they both got rehired by their prospective companies. Um, and I hope that this is a change in the direction that, um, people will understand that even if you said something five, like 10 years ago, you're a different person now than what you were then. Your actions now should speak louder than what your actions did in the past, yeah, in my and opinion. I mean, like, in, in my opinion, that that doesn't condone getting all your uh, hate out on Twitter now. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? For sure. But uh, I also, I just have a personal belief, and this isn't a very popular belief, and it's pretty controversial, I think. But I, I've always been a separate art from the artist. Me too. Me too. And so it's like I don't care what this dude tweeted. I yeah. don't I just don't care. No. I don't care if he thinks that uh this group of people is wrong and these group of people are right yeah. and these looking people are wrong and this looking people are right. But it's like don't care about any of that. It was a really good movie. Yeah. Hang on one second. Hello? Hello? Timmy. Timmy, yeah. Timmy Weinmeister? No. What? Don't you know that name? What's that? Is this, is this a business? Is this a what? Is this a business? I think he's a scammer. Do you think he's a scammer? I don't know. I think it's a wrong number. You think it's a wrong number, not a scammer? Yeah. Very simple question. Sorry, what was that? Not giving him any more of my info. <laughs> you get out of my head. Le- you get out of my head. Neither. Neither. <laughs> neither. My phone is not a business or a residence. It's a fucking phone. <laughs> it's a phone. No, this is Patrick. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, James got like, yeah, I agree with you. Like yeah. the whole separate art from the artist and stuff. There's only a few people that I'm like have trouble like watching their stuff nowadays. Like it Bill is, Cosby is one of them that I have trouble listening to his comedy now. Um, but for the most part, like what about Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey, I can still enjoy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still I'm still trudging through House of Cards. Yeah. I took a big break between the one I had started a few months ago and I yep. talked about it on the podcast. Um, I just that's one of the ones that I that I have to separate because he's yeah. such a talented actor. He is. He is. You know what very I mean? much so. And that does not give him the excuse to do what he did. No, it does and, not. And it doesn't condone what he did. But if you can separate those things, you know what I mean? Yeah. And look at him as an actor. It's like holy cow, yeah. unmatched. Bring him back for another season of House of Cards. Yeah. And then just kind of isolate him. Yeah. <laughs> get like. <laughs> get like eighty-year-old women to do his yeah. makeup or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
So yeah, it's the whole James Gunn thing. I'm glad that he's brought back in yeah. because yeah, super I don't exciting. think anybody can do could pull off a third Guardians film and not have it look like oh this is a crackpot thing. Like, well, especially after such a like average second film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like Guardians Two wasn't exactly hated or loved by anyone. It was still good. Like, it was, it was still fun. I didn't like it as much as I liked the first one. But here's the truth behind that. I uh, Again, this just explains how fucked up my Marvel viewing history has been. Yeah. I saw Guardians 2 first. Oh, okay. Because that was the one that came out on Netflix. Yep, yep. And then we went back, and then I eventually went back to see Guardians gotcha. 1 quite recently. Um, but I remember being like, wow, this is way better than the, than the second one. Yep. I, I do think the only person that could possibly do Guardians justice is uh, Taiyaki Wa- Waidi. God, I'm butchering his name. Bet you're glad I'm not in in this one. Taka Waidi. The dude that's from uh, Flight of the Concords, <gasps> uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, um, and uh, Thor Ragnarok. He's directed those. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's not Jermaine Clement. No, 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 no. It's not. Um, he's directed a lot of really good so, stuff. So, but it's but it's James Clement's counterpart in Flight of the Concords. No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, okay. Because um, I don't know what his name is either. Um. So yeah, he's uh, but he works a lot with those guys um from that so. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm looking. Um, maybe he wasn't to a crea- uh, He wasn't a creator on um, uh, Flight of the Concords, yeah. but he was a part of that crew. I was gonna say um, Brett McKenzie. He was McKenzie. a writer, director, and stuff on. Some Brett of the McKenzie is the other. Yeah, Flight um, of the Concords. Oh, so, that's right. I keep forgetting that's a TV show. I know them as the band. Yeah, yeah. I only watched like two episodes of the TV show. Yeah. Um, but I think he could probably do a Guardians Justice, um, just based on what we do in the shadows. I'd what love we, to see yeah, it. what we do in the shadows. Did you, you not? You didn't see Thor I, Ragnarok, did you? No. Okay. No, that's on the list, but we're not sure if we're going to get to it. It's the best. It's the best Thor movie. I haven't seen Easily. any of the Thor movies. Easily, the I've best just Thor seen. Movie. I've just seen him in other ones. Yeah. Um. <laughs> sorry, I just received a stupid text oh. message. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at him. Damn it. Unedited. That's staying in. That's Unedited. It's got to stay in. Um, uh, so where are you at in the uh, Marvel movies right now? So I have now seen uh, the first two Avengers. Okay. Uh, uh, um, uh, Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, and uh, Civil War. Okay. I had already seen the first Avenger. Okay. Which I liked better than um, Age Winter of Ultron. Soldier. Oh, Winter Soldier. Winter Wait. Soldier. Yeah. And then Age of Ultron was all right. Yeah. It, it's got some good parts to it, but yeah. overall. I just, my only problem was Ultron was like everything I don't like in a villain yeah. was him portrayed. And he was funny, but it didn't work over his body. No. Like if he looked different, if he was more humanoid, the humor would have been funny. But like. I always talk about how I hate big gray villains. Yeah. And Ultron was a big gray villain. Yeah, he <laughs> like, was. That's all he was. <laughs> that's all he was is a big gray villain. It's like, come on. Can't you, yeah. be, a, can't you be a big purple villain like Thanos? Can't yeah. you be somewhat original? <laughs> uh, and then, so we've seen both Guardians now. 
Um, we are we've yet to see Infinity War, but I've already seen Infinity War. Uh, we want to watch. Is Thor Ragnarok the one with Hulk in it? Yes. We want. To, we're gonna watch that one. We want to watch that one. Uh, and I think that's. I think that's what he's got on the list. I would throw Iron Man one on there. I've seen Iron Man one. Okay, you've already seen. I've that seen one. Iron Man one. I haven't seen the other ones. Okay. Uh, we're avoiding the ones that I've already seen. Have you seen Doctor Strange? I did see. We saw Doctor Strange. Okay. We did see Doctor Strange. That's that was good. That was trippy as hell. Yeah. Doctor Strange. It doesn't. It's not. I wouldn't put it necessarily in my top five of the Marvel movies, um, but it definitely adds a different perspective. Yeah. Um, and a different type of character to the film. Yeah. Um, uh, I I like the fact that him and Tony Stark are very similar in their characters. Yeah. Both, um, both like rich, arrogant, rich, arrogant. Both are, uh, isolated, uh, uh narcissistic. Yeah. Totally. Um, and they play well off of each other as we saw in infinity war. Yeah. Which um, I actually don't really remember that that much now, now that I'm getting all the context though, mm-hmm. I'm starting to piece together a lot of what made infinity war so special. Yeah. And yeah, what's yeah. making the, uh, the, the stakes of end game so big. Yeah. Um, speaking of Endgame, April's going to be a big month for us. <laughs> to be, to be <laughs> to understated. Put it, to put it lightly. Uh, I have, so there's a there's a certain life event that I'm waiting to have happen uh-huh. in the next couple of days, and that will really determine the outcome of what April looks like for us. Yeah. April's either going to be a cakewalk for us or a, a fucking... <laughs> Nightmare, nightmare, <laughs> disaster train. I, I'm, I'm going for cakewalk. I'm, I'm going I'm, for cakewalk. I'm really rooting for cakewalk as well. Uh, but I mean, we've got Game of Thrones, the final season, which yep. I could not be more excited about. Um, we've got, and what's funny is watching an episode a day has been really fun because it's yeah. like made me really surround myself in the world because you know every day you get something new and yes. you get a little bit bigger of a taste of the world. Especially when you've seen it and have been around the world um, as many times and as many hours as you put in as I have. It's, uh-huh. like, really cool to see some of the inner workings and stuff. And you're like, oh, this is dope. Yeah. But the other thing that it serves as is it serves as a little countdown of how close you're getting. How clo- Yeah, totally understand and, that. Yeah. And to think that um, I'm almost halfway through season five. And you're like, okay, then you got season six, which is ten. Yeah. Then you only got seven in season seven. And season six and season seven, season six way more so. Season six is probably my favorite season, right behind season four. Season four, I was sleeping on season four until I just watched it again this time. So much crazy stuff happened in season four. I didn't even think about that. And season four is, like, massive, huge. Uh, You've got, like, uh, the battle at – at uh, at Castle Black. Yep. You've got, I mean, so many people die. Egret dies. Joffrey dies. Uh, every, everyone dies. Uh, so season five, a little boring. Not yeah. pretty crazy about season five. Although Hard Home is season five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Hard Home. Hard home, like the the first crazy White Walker battle. Oh at yeah, 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 yeah. When he raises yeah, yeah. all the dead. Correct, correct. Oh Hardhome. god, yeah, that yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like yep. such a good episode. But I yep. hate, I hate to say this, but now that I've become a book 
altruist. Oh no, you're going to say the book is way better. That period of time where season five takes place, the book just blows the show out of the water. And it honestly kind of makes me really dislike two plots of uh, season five that are my least favorite in any of Game yeah. of Thrones seasons. Uh, is Arya's plot in Bravos, Okay. Which is just kind of lacking a little bit for me. And I love Arya, and she's my favorite character, but things just are really weird for that point of time. There's not a lot of world building. And then the goddamn Sand Snakes. Yeah. That yeah. is probably the worst change from the book to the show. The Sand Snakes, like... The storyline for it is so it's it's the least interesting storyline that we really get out of the Absolutely. whole thing. Like, which is a bummer that it happens so close to like the like hard home for example, yeah. Battle of the Bastards, and you have all these big things coming in the next uh, season and yeah. a half of television. But it's like every time you hear the sand steak music come on, uh-huh. I'm like, ugh, time to check my phone. Yeah, like, time to- because it was so like. The lead up to the Sand Snakes was amazing, impeccable. With I mean, uh, uh, what's his Oberyn dying. dying, like that was great. And yeah. I'm just like, holy shit! They're like, gonna get their revenge. They're going to like, yeah. Cersei go- better watch yeah. out. Yeah, um, especially you think you're like, okay, they got Marcella. You know what? Like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, there? yeah. You know, it's crazy, but and then they just like they throw I do. I do say I do got to say that I like how um, uh, what's her bucket. Uh, Oberyn's wife or mistress. I what's her name? I don't know her name. Because again, I literally check my phone during um, the whole time that that's in. Anyways, uh, she gets her uh, upcomings with Cersei in a beautiful way. Um, with Ilaria. her, Ilaria. Um, she does uh, like Cersei as much as I hate her. I love how she gets Dude, her revenge. Cersei's over Marcella. my Cersei's one of my top fives. Fucking, we got we got to do uh, it. We got like. Uh, April, geez, that's coming up, isn't it? April uh, 1st, I believe, will be this Sunday. No, 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 the 31st of this month uh, will be two weeks before the season. Yeah. So I have two weeks in two Sundays. That's that's crazy. Yeah, We're, com- yeah, yeah. we're coming up, dude. Uh, I want us to do, uh, like, a pick em predictions of who's living and who's dying. Yeah. And then I also want us to do, like, a top five moments, top five characters. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Cersei's probably on that list for me of yeah. top five because she's just so she's in the show in the show in the book she's the most consistent character yeah you know what I mean and like just the most consistently ruthless and stupid but powerful and crazy yeah. and dangerous and the whole every time every time Lena Headey's face comes on the screen I like get goosebumps she's, she's the best definitely actor, best actor yeah um Maybe Sean Bean, but you know. yeah, she is easily one of the best villains that has ever been on television. Yeah, easily, easily, easily for sure. Um, for sure, because we we know her motivations. Yeah, we know her motivations from beginning to end, and um, we know that she she is good to her word. She she will do what she says she's gonna do. Do you think she's pregnant? That's up she's in the air. I think that. If she is, um, her, because, okay, so let me, let me, let me set this up. Yeah. Um, I've been watching a shit ton of new rock stars, um, on YouTube and new rock stars for 
season six and season seven, they did an episode by episode breakdown, which is phenomenal because it gets me and my uh, film um, uh, visual storytelling brain working. Yeah. Because they really break down the scenes that you see and like what the subtext behind them says because it gives me more and more appreciation for Game of Thrones. And I've always known these things about it, but to hear somebody else like actually say them out loud, I'm like, oh, yes. Like, I wasn't wrong in thinking yeah. this is a great thing yeah. because if you look at the way they direct the shots, they direct the scenes, they set them up, um, uh, and the way that they get the performances out of the characters, every single scene is telling its own story. Yeah. It's not yeah. just the actions. It's not just the dialogue. It's also the very subtle things like specifically anytime it's uh, with a group of the major players in the room. Um, you could usually see some sort of story play out through the eye movements of the character. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's one of the coolest things that is, can be done. Um, it happens when, um, uh, it happens during um, one of the scenes in Winterfell after John becomes king of the North. Um, it happens at the uh, uh, the meeting, um, the parlay uh, with all the with Daenerys, yeah, um, yeah. Cersei, and John and stuff. Um, all these subtle times and stuff, and it tells so much more yeah. about the story. So I've been watching a shit ton of the new rock star stuff. Um, and fuck, where was I going with that? Um, I mean, you had started by saying that it got your the film uh, juices flowing. Juices flowing. I was just complaining about season five. Oh yeah, uh, I can't remember where my track was going. Shit. I think we were just talking about the genius. Yeah. The- um. But anyways, uh, so I've been watching a shit ton of the new rock stars, and um, I think oh, I just had it. What I was going with, um. But they've opened, I guess I'll just go through this way. They've opened my mind into realizing how amazing of a show yeah. this is. It is honestly, if it's not, if it's not considered by most critics, the greatest television series that was ever made, they're being damn fools. Oh yeah. Because everything is, every aspect of this show is done like a movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, storytelling. And, uh, and the scale of it is so yeah. huge, too. It is like watching a movie. Uh, and especially season seven. I'd say, you know, starting with maybe Hard Home, but especially the Battle of the Bastards. Uh-huh. Like, I think, uh, just as time stamps, not necessarily as those episodes, but I think when, when those th- big, crazy budgets started coming in for those big battles and whatnot, yeah is when you really started to notice it, but it's always been there. That feeling, you know, since season one, the first 10 minutes was cinematic as hell. Yeah. And it's just stayed consistent throughout. Yeah. Um, And even, like, that's why I love Game of Thrones, the show, so much. Because even, you know, season five and a little season seven, I'll I'll admit it as a super fan, uh, when when the show just kind of, lacks in a lot of its areas season five and season seven are arguably the worst game of thrones seasons ever yes but it's still a far cry better than most tv i watch yeah for sure for you know sure. what i mean like you think if season five is the worst season of game of thrones ever and it has hard home in it what does that say yeah. about the show yeah and if season seven is the second or in some people's opinion the first uh biggest worst part of it yeah and you've got scenes in season seven 
like the the Cersei betrayal with the sand, uh, the sand snakes. Yeah. You know, you have G- brilliant scenes like that, and the dragons are huge in yeah. season seven, and there's big battles in season seven. You think, if this is bad Game of Thrones, I'm on board. Yeah, and I will agree with you. I will 100% agree with you. I know that I've given you a lot of shit about season seven and stuff like that, and I still hold true to a lot of what I said, Yeah, but I still, I agree with you 100%. It is amazing yeah. with what they've done with being a quote-unquote poor, poorly, poor episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a, uh, this, this is... The, I paused you earlier when we were talking before we started recording. So this is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I, that's right. So I'm watching an episode a day to lead up, uh, and I'm halfway through season seven, or season seven, season five. Twitch was doing that. I was doing that. Until? Until I started. I just could not stop watching it. And, like, I, I would go to watch something else, some other TV show or a movie or something like that, and I'd start watching it, and I'd be like, that fucking Game of Thrones itch is still there. So I'd be like, ah, I, okay, I'm just going to go watch yeah, another one. Yeah. So I watched another one and I just could not stop yeah. watching it. So I ended up binging through the whole, the whole uh, one through seven season um, about two weeks ago. Um, I think I no binged kidding. through all of it. Holy about, cow. Um, two weeks ago from when when the first day started and stuff. Actually, I started a couple day late, couple days late. So, yeah, so I had, had to like play catch up. A little I had bit. to play catch up. But I mean, keep in mind that I've been doing this now for forty, almost fifty days. Yeah, yeah. Wait, or is it more than fifty? No, because it, it's forty three days I've been doing it. For yeah, now, which so, is insane to think. So about. I binged all the way through it, and the, one of the reasons why is just. Everything else felt so dull in comparison to it. Yeah. Because this time through, this will be my, I want to say this will probably be my fifth or sixth time rewatching the series from beginning to end. Because I came into the game late. I came into, I first started watching right at the beginning of the fifth season, I want to say. So I, I binged through seasons one through four. Um, and I loved it so much that I immediately binged it a second time just before season five started to drop. No kidding. Yeah, because I was like, this is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. So So I binged through seasons one through four twice right off the bat and then binged through the fifth season um, after that. And every year that they drop a new season, I've binged through it just before the the series drops the new season. So this will be the fifth or sixth time that I've binged through it. So now that I've seen it that many times, I am focused on so much of the background yeah. stuff. Yeah. There is so many little things um, that connect from season one to oh. season seven. Oh, yeah. And, and that will connect from season one to stuff. season eight. Yeah. And it's it's mind-blowing. And that's one of the cool things about new rock stars is they do a really good job of tracking Show, yeah. the, why, why directors chose to do this shot. Yeah to yeah. mirror shot from season two and people um, like people give uh dan benioff and dby so much shit for ruining game of thrones it's like are you kidding no me? no do you know how many things that they've done to that show you know yeah. like like so many brilliant uh moments of television yeah some of the most talked about moments in all of film yeah are because of what they created yeah and, um, and it's like you got to separate Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire because no, they are yeah, separate yeah, yeah. beings. They're totally separate. Season things. one and book one are the two most similar yeah. that, that the book and the show will have. Yeah. And well, and here's here's the thing: I've always had issues with it. Like, I I always I've always hated when people say 
the book was better or the movie was better and stuff like that. I've always hated that aspect because they look at it as if they're supposed to be the same thing. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah. They're two separate uh, forms of media. Yeah. Two different mediums, two different ways of telling a story. Totally separate. Exactly. Now, with TV being a TV series, they can dive deeper you get into so much time. the stuff. Yeah. So you got more time to dive into some of the, the um, storylines that are in the book and pull from them and stuff right. that people really want to see on screen. That is true, but it does not make them to the same thing either. Yeah. Um, and you have to be able to separate. Yeah, you have to because it's a different way of telling the story. One is a very narrative, um, prosy version where you're able to go into the thoughts, the way characters are thinking. You're not you're not figuring out the story while you're reading it in a book. Yeah, the narrator is telling you yeah. the story. Yeah, when you're watching a movie, you are the narrator. The pieces are being put in front of you. But you have to but connect a, the dots. There's a lot left to you. Yep. Dude, this is the second phone call I've received. And then I... Uh, hello? Hi. The reason for my call... I gotta, like, just disconnect my number. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I gotta do. <laughs> Back to what you were saying about how you're having a hard time watching other shows yeah. right now because of Game of Thrones. I'm sort of doing the same thing. The only TV show I'm watching right now is Game of Thrones, and it's one episode a day. Yeah. But it's the same thing with books. Like, my reading list in the last 44 days has been increasingly getting bigger and bigger and bigger because I refuse to start something new. Okay. Because I'm, like, just so involved in Game of Thrones right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm reading books right now that I've read, like, three times already. Yep. You know what I mean? And and so, like, I'm I'm reading uh, Millennium Series right now. I'm reading Girl with Dragon (laughs) Tattoo again. Uh, Just because I'm like, I don't want to start anything new because so much of my energy – is going towards yeah, Game of Thrones, yep. but I just can't. I can't get into another world right now. Yeah. And the beauty of that is how captivating Game of Thrones is. Yes. The bummer side of that is that I, I know I won't be starting a, a new series of television or book until May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my list just keeps getting bigger and bigger because every day I'm finding something new. I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to watch that. No, I want to you know yep. read that. And so it's like. You gotta wait until the end of Game of Thrones, pal. You gotta wait. Here's the thing that's gonna kill me is that when May rolls around, what the hell are we gonna do? I know it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things. Like everybody talks about, like the new thing that's coming, in, uh, been popularized since binge, bingeable shows and stuff is uh, the show hole that yeah, you get yeah, after yeah, watching a yeah. good series and stuff. Is like, well, what the hell do I watch yeah. now? Like. How big is that hole gonna be after, once after the episode? Because that's the, some, six ends right now or seven. Right whatever. now, six. Right now, when you're watching Game of Thrones, there's that little bit of you that knows that you don't know how this series turns out. Yeah. Like, every time a, a, a big one that I think I can compare it to, just maybe equally as legendary, would be Avatar: The Last Airbender or even Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, every time I go back and watch that, there's like this excitement to get into the world again, yeah. but not much more outside of that. There are some moments that I really look forward to yeah. and there are a lot of character interactions, but there's no like, there's no mystery anymore behind Correct. it. You know what I mean? You can always hope that X character will survive all the way through, but if you know he dies, he's like nothing that doesn't change. Yep. It's unchanging. Whereas when you watch right now, like during season five, there are some times when I'm just sitting there by myself watching. I'm like, 
what the hell is going to happen in season eight? Like, that's yeah, all yeah, I can yeah, yeah, think yeah, yeah. of when I'm watching stuff like this happen. Yeah. Like when Arya starts training and, and she's becoming she's becoming into her own and she's being a badass. Yeah. And everyone's being so petty about what's happening in the world in season five. Yeah. Tyrion's like, oh, my God, I got kidnapped by Jorah. And you're like, screw you, Tyrion. What's going to happen? Yeah, and, yeah. And just knowing that in two months' time that will that feeling will go away. Yeah. It's, like, heartbreaking. It is, because it's, like, no more theories at that point. Yeah. I Is it bad that I almost want to wait longer? <sighs> yeah, no. I don't want to like, wait any like longer. It's, I, it's March 20th. March is done. Yeah. Nothing else is going to happen in March. We've got yeah. 11 days. What's yeah. that? Like, it's not even enough time to... I don't know. It's not enough time to do a lot of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. in 11 days. And then it's April, and April doesn't start until the 14th it doesn't nothing yeah yeah, yeah. A- april doesn't count until <laughs> april 14th so it's like we're basically there yeah why can't it be another few months i or why can't we get another season you know what i mean it's done well it's there ending. there is still talk of a spin-off series so well, it's been confirmed did you know that no i they, didn't know that it was they, confirmed. they've announced like a huge amount of uh cast oh like okay. naomi watts is in it they wow. got big names big names it's called the long night so it's going to be set like oh. it's, it's when the White Walkers first came. Got you. Yeah. Got you. So that's all been confirmed. That's going to be interesting. To see what the first men look like and they, the children of the forest working together. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's been confirmed. I think it's been confirmed for 2020. So I'll have a year to wait. But again, it's like it's not going to be the same. It's going to be it's going to be the same situation as what what was that movie that we watched? Where Harry Potter was it? Yeah, Harry Potter with the whole Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, Crimes of like, Grindelwald. Okay, we know Grindelwald lives, and we know you know that everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so there's not a whole lot of weight. the The thing I can think of with Game of Thrones though is that since it's set so long ago, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're not gonna see you know. We're uh, the only thing I could conceivably think about is them having a nod to like Bran. Yes. You know what I mean? But we're not going to see like Ned little baby Ned Stark. No, no. You know, it's not that soon. No. It's so long ago that everyone's going to be new. Yep. Uh and so I like I that's even before the Targaryens. So yep. it's like Stark and that's it. Like yeah. the name Stark will be familiar. But other than that, this uh the girl who's creating the show has done some cool movies in the past, but she's got free reign. She's got a lot to mess with. That's going to be interesting. And so this I'm is going to be all off script too. What's that? All off script because yeah. oh, they yeah. won't have any books to back it up. They have some. They have. They have a lot of source material, but nothing. Nothing like what Game of Thrones. Had. Yeah. They have nothing to hold their hand like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, I know I'll watch it, but I also know that come May, I'll, I'm going to cancel my HBO subscription. Yeah. That that will be the that will be the first time since I started watching Game of Thrones that I will cancel my HBO subscription. Which is weird. Yeah. Which is weird. Unless I get to the end and I'm like, shit, got to watch this whole thing again. Oh, I will definitely <laughs> yeah. I will definitely do that. I know that. that'll happen, but I don't know I, if it'll know, happen right at the end. Yeah. It might happen for me. I might but, need to go through it and God, watch it. Dude, I just binge it for a third time. I have such a weird feeling about it. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's 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 bizarre. I've never had a fandom like this before that I've been so connected to. I've had a few. X-Men would probably be the closest yeah. um, for me. Um, 
yeah, because I was back when I was in middle school and stuff, or elementary school and middle school. That was my thing. Like I was like obsessed with everything X Men. Yeah, watched the cartoon multiple times over. Like knew everything about that generation of X Men and stuff. So um, that that's what I was super obsessed with. But now it's Game of Thrones, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm re re binging it. So before the season starts, yeah. so I might try to calculate like currently which episode I'm at now and be like, how many trying episodes do I need out. to watch a day yeah. and then try and pace myself that way. <laughs> um, or just get real caught up to me and then do an episode a day. That is true. Like I've had no trouble with watching one episode. I thought it would, I, I think it might get a little tough during season six because season six is my favorite season. Of yeah, that show. yeah. Like there's nothing that top season six for me. Yeah. Um, but even during season four, like when you have uh, the th- the three giant, uh, or season f- yeah, so season four, I'm having a hard time because again, the one problem with watching one episode a day is that things kind of blur together. Uh, like you start to forget. Like was that season four? Was that season three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was I just finished season three yesterday, and today season four. There's no break, so the yep. continuity just glides through, and it's a very smooth way to watch it. Yep. Um. But you have you have three incredibly important characters die in episode eight, nine, and ten of season four. That's right. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I'm I'm drawing blanks on who they are exactly, but they're very crucial characters to the story. And it's just like pluck one, pluck two, yeah, three gone. And and I don't know. I think that's going to happen pretty early on in season eight. They We're definitely going to see. They have this big cast of characters who's made it this far, and then they're just going to wipe half of them out in like yeah. the battle for Winterfell. Um, but even when stuff like that happens, I, I have no problem watching one episode a day right now. I've never been a great binger. The only I've only binged one season of Game of Thrones, and it was in one sitting uh-huh. that, I, that I did it. <laughs> um, and it was and it was season seven, so it wasn't that hard to do. Yeah. It's, you know, not that hard. It's, you know, seven seven hours of TV to do. It's a, it's a long day, but it's a lot easier than doing, you know, 10. 10, 12 episodes. But I've never been yeah. that. I, I like the wait. Yeah. I like sitting and processing and thinking about things. And, you know, when season eight comes out, I've got, you know, you that I want to watch it with. Yep. Uh, I know I'm going to a season eight premiere party. Oh, are you? Night of. Okay. Uh, unless something, unless what happens happens, in yeah. which case maybe plans will change. Um, I have no doubt that I'll watch like each episode six times yep. in the week. You know, like every day I'll just watch it yep. again and again. Here is the third phone call of this podcast recording. Hello. This is an important message regarding your current. Cre- what is the deal today? Three yeah. in one hour. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Um. So let's move on from Game of Thrones because we're gonna talk a ton about it in two weeks. Yeah, I know, I know. We gotta um, make it, we gotta save our so, ourselves for that. Yeah, because there's so many things I want to touch on with Game of Thrones that I don't want to get stuck into repeating myself again. So, um, I spoiler spoiler zone for everybody out there. Um, I guess we're just gonna skip our little uh, uh, recommendations break for this week and oh, just yeah, kind of power through. Sailed right past that. Um, but uh, so spoiler zone. Um, I went and saw Captain Marvel uh, last week, 
And um, there was so much controversy about this film. Did you hear about the controversy that yes, was going on around yeah. it? Poor Brie Larson. Brie yeah. Larson. God love her, man. She is one of my absolute favorite actresses. Um, Room. I, yeah, Room is Great. such a fantastic Phenomenal. film. So I, I originally saw her in the show uh, United States of Terror. She plays uh, the daughter of this um, lady that has uh, um, DID the same same disorder yeah, as yeah, yeah. um uh James McAvoy's character mm-hmm. in Split. Um so she plays her daughter in that and I fell in love with her cuz she's just this badass little girl that's like I'm going to I'm going to grow up on my own and yeah. she does grow up yeah. on her own on the show. Um so I've always watched her. Um then she did a a movie called Short Term 12. This one I hold very close and dear to my heart. Because Brie Larson plays a uh, uh, character that works at a um, youth uh, juvenile facility for kids uh, that have mental and, health and issues yeah. um, and in trouble with uh, in the in, basically in the system. Yeah. Um, and the show does such a good job of telling the story of what it's like to be in that yeah. world. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, right. And she does such a good uh, job because she really portrays what it's like to feel like one of those workers um, that works in those facilities and also that helpless feeling of, I wish I could do more for these kids and I'm so angry about what's Hmm. happened to them. Um, So it's a really well done movie and like she did such a good job. And then Room, obviously. Room was great. Such a great story about like um, survival and what it's like to... Um, be in that type of situation and be a strong character, but also broken at the same time yeah. um, because of it. But also that like drive to survive, which is why it's such a shame. So when it came out, like when Captain Marvel was like starting to get closer to its release date, they're talking about how it's just going to be super social justicey, and it's going to be about like how women are badass and men are shit and stuff like that. All this flack and all this, like, talk about it. I go see the movie. It's not the greatest Marvel movie sure. ever. Uh, it's, it's, I would say it's kind of a far cry from it. All that social justice warrior, like, BS type stuff that they're talking about. Totally not. Totally there. not yeah. there to the extreme that they said. Of course it was there because it's obviously first, yeah. a female-led superhero yeah. film movie. Um, where we're showing that women can be powerful and stuff like that. That's obviously going to fit into the narrative, the social justice issue. Yeah. But it was not saying that like, but I mean, all women are better than men. That's not all not social justice saying. is a bad thing. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. That, that's like, oddly enough, I believe that's quite healthy for where we are right now in the yeah. world. We could use yeah. a little social justice yeah. right now from, from, uh, from movies, especially yeah. in, in film, but and it wasn't like because like uh, let me pull it up here. Real quick. You talk about that for a second. I have to run to the restroom. Okay, unedited baby. Um, so Captain Marvel uh, was um, written and directed by um, women. Um, a lot of the major players in the cast were great women actresses, um, and Brie Larson was just phenomenal. And such a powerful character. She also technically wasn't like a lot of how female characters are portrayed nowadays as like 
the quote-unquote Mary Sue's. She definitely had struggles that she had to work through um, in this story. She wasn't all-powerful the entire time, even though she's a very powerful being in the Marvel Universe. Um, And it was a very entertaining movie. I, I don't see where all this hoopla and controversy came from. Everybody was bitching and moaning about it for absolutely no reason at all. So yeah, the the controversy non-existent in my opinion. Oh yeah, no. Um it was immensely entertaining. Not not great as far not a great film by any stretch of the imagination. The story is pretty basic and stuff like that. She didn't have a huge like character arc in the film. But oh my goodness, like that's yeah. See, I didn't see it, uh, and I won't. Um, not because of any particular reason, but it's just one of those movies that if I'm not incredibly excited to see a film, yeah. I won't go see it in theaters. The only other time I'll see it is if I get invited to one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But other than that, like if I get invited to a film and I can go, I'll go. Well, I, I don't even care if I'm not excited about it. Uh. If it comes out on Netflix, I think you should take a look at it. Oh, I'll take a peek. Um, yeah. If anything, like just to see what they do as far as like some of the crazy uh, visual effects. I heard the do. visual effects and the, the combat was great. Dude, the combat, combat is so good. Um, the coolest aspect of it, it is the best de-aging, uh, CGI de-aging of, yeah, Sam, I have ever seen. Even just period. in the trailer. I remember yeah. being like, whoa, geez. It's, you, it's really hard it's to see the seams on it. Really, really hard. Yeah. And they make him look so much like his younger age. That's good. See, that's um, what I like. And uh, well. it's super funny. Like, I, I'll watch anything that Sam L. Jackson does. Um, and I'll always be thoroughly entertained with the parts that he plays in it. Minus Mr. Gla- or Glass. Like, that's the only time I've ever seen a Sam L. movie. And I'm just like... <sighs> yeah yeah that was kind of a bummer that was less on him and more on the writing man that's true he literally did nothing the entire movie that's more more on the M. Night Shyamalan (laughs) side of mistakes than anything else but yeah Captain Marvel like Brie Larson knocks it out of the park Um, it's not the story of Miss Marvel or I shouldn't say Miss Marvel it's not the story of Captain Marvel that I know I know her as Miss Marvel yeah Um, uh, which was pretty much a totally different character in the early days, like the nineties of the comic books and stuff. Um, but the, uh, the other side characters, uh, I was totally taken aback by it because, uh, the, the way that they, um, kind of tease it in the trailers and stuff is that the scroll army is the big bad in yeah. it and stuff. And they're not, which is so, so mind blowing to me because, reading the comics when I was younger and stuff, the scroll were the baddies every right. time they came on scene. Like they're a big, uh, um, um, enemy of the X-Men sure. and stuff like that. Sure. So that was a little weird to me, but the way that they played it this time around, like I was actually like, Oh, you guys actually did it pretty good. And the, uh, the Cree who have always been the bad guys in this Marvel cinematic universe were actually are the bad guys. Gotcha. Um, and they are in the comic books now sure, and stuff like sure. that. So that was a little odd, but yeah, visual effects. Also, it was good to see Ben Middleton, Middleton, um, Middleton, dude from, uh, uh, rogue one player one. Is that his name? Is that his name? I don't It's Ben something. Yeah. 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 I know. Um, 
I know who you're talking about. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was nice to see him play a good guy for once. Yeah, instead of the <laughs> instead of typecast bad guy. The poor thing. The poor thing. That's unfortunate. That he, he starts out as a bad guy, but in the end, you find out he's actually a good guy. That's new. That's new. Give him props for that. Because I love Ben Mendelsohn. Like, he's just always a bad he, guy. He's always a bad guy, though. Always, yeah. He has a look. He has the voice for it and stuff. Um, so it was nice to see that little change. There's some great Easter eggs in it um, that really like uh, do I'm, do. Like, I'm really excited to see how she ties in to Endgame. So I, I think she's got a big role to play. She's gonna Endgame. have a big role. I think she's gonna be one defeat. Yeah, Thanos. that's what I bet. I, I'm she's, calling. She's that. like she and Thor. You know, if they if they oh, dude. if they lock up, dude, unstoppable. Um, did you see the? Uh, I saw the trailer. You saw the trailer for it. I that like, little moment. I like this one. I like this one. That's so perfect. So good. Yeah, I was like, oh, so this good. is going to be a good movie. Did it flinch when the hammer comes to flying oh, past? Yeah. So funny. That's going to be just great. gives that nice little smile. That's going to be I great. See, I see a shipping coming along with that one. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Thor and Captain Marvel no hooking up. Except I'd kind of like to ship myself and Brie Larson. Oh, so yeah. I, so, you know, Thor, oh, Thor could back off. She is such a gorgeous what's, young lady. What's Thor got on me? Uh, abs, <laughs> abs for days. Fair, beautiful blonde beautiful. hair. Beautiful. Uh, excuse me, and I don't. Hey Scott, have you seen it flowing? The truth man? is come. I have seen it flowing. You don't got the flow going on, man. You keep it short and. That's true. Stuff. So, so what I, I got to get the Thor look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then go go after uh, go Brie after Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I've got two more things that I wanted to discuss. Okay. Did you have anything else? Um, just to say that I'm still nervous about how they're doing in game. I think time travel is going to unfortunately make it rear its ugly head. No doubt. But um, I mean, time travel reared its ugly head in Doctor Strange, and I kind of true, like but that. that was done very well. Yeah, Dormammu it wasn't, I've come it to wasn't, bargain. Yeah, it wasn't done in a typical fashion. Yeah, it was done in time travel as a loop versus as trying to change something from the past. Sure, but here's my point, though, is that we've seen Marvel do it once before. Why can't they do it again? Yeah. Especially in a film that they know they can't screw up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like with Endgame, they've got yeah, the yeah. stakes are too high for them the to do something. The stakes are really that, too high. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, yeah. that's the same thing that I feel with Game of Thrones Season 8, is that R. Martin has gone on, and I think also Kit Harington has gone on record saying that like so many people are taking guesses as to what happens at the end of Thrones and they're all wrong. And there's like one person who said the right theory. Yeah. And it's, and it's like such a small amount of people have guessed the proper ending. Yeah. Which makes it think that like whatever we're anticipating for Endgame and also game of Thrones, I think we'll be happily pleasantly surprised. I, I I'm sure we will. Like know? there's a few things that I've definitely figured out for sure about game of Thrones. Yeah. How the ending's going to come yeah. play. Um, but there's the like not the big things like who defeats the White Walker, who lives, who's, who's stuff like who that. lives, yeah. who's the prince that was promised. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure on yeah. that. I think I think those are things that we'll we'll have to discuss in our uh, Game of Thrones pre-game yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, but that will come in the future. But uh, I am still stoked for both Endgame and I'm really looking forward to Endgame. Eight. All I'm right. Really what are your What are your other two things? Alamo for Endgame. Alamo for Endgame, yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. I'd like that. I'd yeah. like that a lot. I know I'm going with my buddy and his wife and his family down in okay. Fort Collins. I think that will be premiere night. Okay. Um, so I think that will be Thursday. But then, but anyway. I'll uh, probably see you for the first time with you. So, if okay. You, 
So, yeah. so fucking word. I will murder you. Wouldn't dream of it. Not even in your sleep. Wouldn't I'll murder you the second <laughs> spoiler comes out of your mouth. Uh, I'll be like in the brain. Bye bye, Luke. I've no more podcast. What have I ever ruined anything for spoilers? Uh, except for that one time that I did it. Do you remember on the podcast where uh, I was? Which like, one was that? Where I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, we're gonna spoil it in three, two, and then I was like. <laughs> That was like Thanos kills half the yeah, Avengers yeah, yeah. one, and then I, <laughs> I'm a little cheeky bastard, but I wouldn't dream of it. Uh, Stranger Things season three trailer dropped today. Oh, did it? I haven't even oh, seen it yet. God, let me let me look at yeah, it real quick. Yeah, let's watch it. <laughs> Steve, oh, oh Steve. Steve, so Twitch, you're... so Twitch just watched the thing. I just watched the trailer. Uh, Steve, Dusty, I got a feeling they're still going to be my favorite team up. Oh, no doubt. Um, They're the best of season two. They're the best part of season two. That is for sure. Those two are the best. Now, I'm a little concerned about season three. I am too, just after that trailer. Fun as it was, got me concerned about a few things. Yeah, what are your, what are your things? I'm curious to see what what So, I'm concerned that, uh, once they get through this season, uh, where are they going to go with fourth season? I know. Don't they have five? They have five that it's five listing on IMDb. Five goddamn seasons of this. So they're not cute anymore. They're not... What? They're not cute anymore. What What do you mean by that? They're at that threshold. Oh, yeah. That's what did it so, mean. Um, it's like, God, they're weird and old. Yeah, they're, they're at high school age and stuff like that. So it's that's going to be a weird part of it, uh, especially with hormones coming into it yeah. and stuff. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see what the love interest stuff is. But I mean, in that trailer, you got uh, you see Eleven and Mike kissing. Mm-hmm. You see Eleven and Mike holding hands on the field. I think that I think them's twos are the best. Yeah. But I hope that they do like a little. I hope that there's conflict there. I don't want them to just be like, isn't life yeah. happy and great now that we're dating? Well, it might it might be it might come to a point where. They're do, doing, because this is this is kind of what it reminded me of, uh, and they kind of sold it out like as a coming of age. Well, not just a coming of age, but um, with it coming out in the summer, yeah, with it seeming like it's a summer type, yeah, show, they might be playing around with '80s um, summer trope films. Those have not always worked out the best. Sure. Um, if anyone very, can do it. I'm hoping these guys can pull the it off. Duffer Brothers, I believe in Because um, they, I mean, they, they shocked us with season one. Yeah. Um, it looks like the part that weirded me out was the scene in the trailer where they're going through the fun house and you got the, what looks like special, uh, special ops dude yeah. going through with the silencer and stuff. Are they going against the government in this one? Um, is it Hopper against the government again? Right. right. Um, or is it like they've called in these special ops to take um, take care of beasts that are coming from the upside down? Um, yeah, I'm I'm just worried about the scope now. Yeah. Because it seems like just from that trailer, and it's it's so tough to to glean anything from a trailer just because they can mislead you. And, yes, very and much. Often so. do on purpose. Yes. Um, like I think. Uh, the new Game of Thrones season eight trailer, which I've now committed to memory. Oh. <laughs> I think they, I think there's plenty of times that they mislead you, even just right from the get go that they're yeah. misleading you. Um, but I, I don't, I, I just think 
I would love to see an 11 coming of age coming into her own story. Yeah. And it seems, you know, you got the scene where with her dancing uh, and, and her just kind of trying to figure life out. And yeah. like, that's what I'm interested in right now. Is, I think is her that's what to, this season will be. Yeah. And that's what it really looks like. But then it seems like they might have a hard time incorporating all the other characters that they have. Yeah. With that, which is why I sort of wish that some more of them had died in the last season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause, cause I just feel like they have this giant scope and then they're trying to f- make you focus on 11 and then they're like, but also, you know, you got the Terminator looking dude who comes through yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, there's all, and we haven't forgot about the giant monsters and it's going to, and there's electricity now. Yep. And, um, I, I think that they're bringing in a lot of elements that could screw them in the end. Um, unless this is, uh, a setup for season four. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Um, but who knows? What I would love to see is like a it style kind of thing with season five. Oh, that by they're the time adults. they get there, they're going to be twenty years old. That you is know, true. You know what I yeah, mean? the the rate that they t- yeah, take it, to um, produce. It's been them. what now two years since season two. I think so. Yeah, it has to have it's been insane. something like that. Um, so you know, you think if they're if they're taking that much time to release an episode, uh, to release a season and to film the season and uh, you think maybe they do a, a time jump now because they they gotta commit yeah because now they're gonna be old yep you know what I mean they have the they have quirky middle school high school age now yep then it's then they're gonna be adults yeah you know what I mean and and that's I think that's gonna be I, a, I think if they do that but uh for between either at the end start, of this season they like split up and then yeah. everyone's like oh my god they all hate each other you know what I mean? And then you spend a good part of season four with them all separate doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Or you... I think that it'll probably end up being um, this one leads into the fourth season. Fourth season is them graduating from high school and then them going their separate ways. And then if they go into adulthood, it's fifth season. We see them yeah. as adults in other towns. And then some event brings them all back. Brings together. them back. Yeah. Like um, it style. Like it, it is <clears throat> doing uh, or it did. Um, but I think, I don't know. I just, I think, I think it part two is going to, is going to be a disappointment. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. I mean, I'm going to go see it and I'll probably enjoy it, but I think it's going to flop and people are not going to like it. Yeah. And I worry for the same thing about too much of a good thing is going to eventually be a bad thing. And I think stranger things should have done three seasons. I think so too. At Um, the end of season two, you have them all split up. Yeah. And they're like, Oh my God, I hate you all. And then this season, because they're at that perfect time now to be all emotional yeah. and shit, and then you have them come back for a big finale. Well, this, I just don't think there's enough adventure in no, store I don't, for them. For that's five. that's the kind of fear that I have, and that's what I go back to with all TV and stuff like that. Game of Thrones, totally different beast because they had the material, source yeah. material yeah. there. They have George R. And R. the Martin, story. Who's already got it planned and out. And the story is big enough. You know Correct. What I, mean? I think season one and book one set the stage for a world that was capable of being eight seasons yeah. and, and seven books long. Yeah. Whereas season one of Stranger Things, as amazing and as incredible as it is, is it set the bar as high as it could go. And yeah, then I it was don't a think very you can small break scope. that again. Yep. You know, it's yep. it, it's very small scope. So season two is very small scope. Yep. And you can't just keep doing that. No. There's only so much you can do. It's because what happens with TV, and this happens all the time, I'm having trouble with this with my own um, uh, own thing that I'm writing, my uh, zombie series that I'm trying to figure out, um, is that everybody puts so much effort into that first season of like thinking, yeah, 
here's the story for the first season. This is where I want it to lead to. And then they kind of start to put um, season two kind of like, all right, this is what it's building towards. Got that. Good. All right. Here's all my energy. It's going into the first season. It's not thinking about the long term. Right. So what happens is usually by season three, they're having to reinvent reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. kind of what they're doing with this one is that they're possibly going to have to try, they're trying to reinvent the wheel. And I said that at the end of season two. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, like, you did say that. Where are they going to go with this? Yeah. Um, and also in that trailer, it didn't look like they're bringing in much of the other, um, the other test subjects. It also just doesn't look like it's all that focused. No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? It seems like they have a lot of stuff down. I'm still excited, you know, uh, yeah. July 4th, I'll probably watch the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> July 4th and July 5th is, is I'll finish it within that, within those two days for sure. And I'm yeah. very excited about it, but, but, uh, I don't, I don't think that I'm just looking forward to seeing Steve and yeah, Dusty. I'm really looking forward to that. So, um, that, that yeah. was absolutely my favorite part about season two was those two. They were so together. good together. They yeah. were the best, best, um, uh, father, son, best friend, mother, daughter, whatever you want, yeah. whatever you want to call it. They were the best at it. All right. Last thing. And then we got to go. Uh, I've got an errand to run that, yeah. I'm late, that I'm already late to, um, uh, uh, love death and robots. Not interested. Honestly, have you not seen it? Have not seen it yet, dude. Saw the trailers for it. I like that it's a uh, uh, not an anthology. Uh, well, it is an anthology, but well, is it? Yeah. Well, uh, episode by episode anthology, yeah. I guess you could say. Um, I, I like the idea of using different types of um, mixture of animation and uh, live action. Um, and having a different style for each episode. I like the aspect of it. Um, and it's Fincher. Yeah. So here's here's my thoughts halfway through the season. Okay. Uh, it is an easy thing to watch because each episode spans from 10 to 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. They rarely go over that. <clears throat> um, and it's enticing, and the story gets told and wrapped up. They're all based off short sci-fi stories. Yeah. So each one's based off of a different written short story. Um, the animation styles, it, they change them frequently enough that in between each episode you're aware that you're seeing, your, your palette is refreshed, and you're aware okay. that you're seeing something completely new. Um, it's it's enticing. It's a, Each one has really great world building. Um, but you can tell that it's a demo season. They're testing this out. They're seeing, and the other thing that I have to respect them for is that they're pushing the bar for a lot of things with Netflix. And I think, yeah. that, I think that they're trying to, I think that they're trying to show that Netflix can, uh, as far as R rated television can hang with the big boys like HBO. Yep. Um, because this one gets amount, a lot more risque, the amount right? of nudity in, yeah. there's more nudity in these seven episodes of this show that I've seen in game of Thrones. Yeah. Like it's, you know, male and female, like incredibly sexual, um, incredibly violent, very much gory. And you can do that with anime. Yeah. But, uh, it's so gory. Like people just getting their heads ripped off and like crushed. It's like, it's like each episode you have something as shocking as Oberyn's death. Uh, huh. like it's just brutal. Yeah. Um, 
I like it. I recommend that you check it out um, at least a few episodes. Because again, you're, you you miss you miss the thirty minutes of your day, yeah, and you've seen three episodes. So it's it's really easy to do. Yep. it's not for everyone. I'll say that it's a very acquired uh, taste. But uh, if you like sci-fi, there's no reason why you shouldn't check it out. Because there's there's this, it's like Black Mirror but animated. Okay, you know it's just re- it's it sets up a lot of interesting. There are some dumb ones. Like the second, the second episode, in my opinion, was pretty stupid, but there are some funny moments in it. Uh huh. Um, but it's it's great, so I recommend it. I I will probably give it a try. The one thing I gotta I gotta give props to Netflix for is the fact that they're willing to take chances on shows that would never ever ever get the green oh, yeah. light. Yeah. In absolutely typical I mean, you TV think of, you world, you think of like Roma even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that movie would not have been made. Yeah, not been. Oh, Netflix. that that started so much controversy. That and some other pictures. With Stephen King. No, it was or, uh, uh, Spielberg. Uh, Spielberg. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, like I I like the way that Netflix is doing it because they're the true pioneers for yeah. um, online streaming content. Um, you could put Amazon in that because technically they were doing Amazon's that before um, a long long time ago. Um, but they really give writers. Um, of shows a chance to get their stuff out there. Yeah. That is actually genius stuff. Oh yeah. Chances are we wouldn't have gotten, um, some of the things that we've gotten out of Netflix. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gotten the umbrella Academy, which is a decent show, not the greatest, but pretty decent. We wouldn't have gotten stranger things probably. Um, and yeah. Uh, and, and stranger things is just so widely spoken about. Yeah. Everyone loves Stranger Things, yeah. you know what I mean? And and that's that's like a household show name. Yeah. And that's all due to Netflix. So hopefully there's hope that even if like my show doesn't fit with mainstream TV, yeah. I could yeah. possibly get it picked up by Netflix. And or they pick up else. so much stuff. Yeah. And I think I think uh I think Love Death and Robots is a good um testament to that because I really don't see this fitting in anywhere else. Yeah. There's there's like I'm not excited about it. I'm not thinking about it. You know, I'm talking about it now, but uh-huh. there's I don't go to bed thinking, oh man, I can't wait to see what happens next time. On yeah. Love, death, and robots. Yep. But, um, but it's such a cool concept. Yeah. That it's it's like if nothing else, just for like scratching a creative itch. If you need inspiration for something. Yeah. Like if you're a creative mind, uh, that's just such a unique take on. But I I I honestly think that more and more like. March is a huge month for Netflix because they got a lot of big yeah. uh, original programming that's coming out in March that is still yet to come out. Um, the more recent one, I just watched uh, Triple Frontier. Not a great film. Like, writing's kind of eh. The plot, eh. But there's some really cool action fil- scenes with it. Yeah. And the fact that you have three big names in that, you have Ben Affleck, you have oh, Oscar know. Isaacs, and Charlie... Sons of Anarchy, dude. Didn't see Sons of Anarchy. Um, Charlie something. I can't remember his name. But uh, those three guys um, are in Triple Frontier and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's a streaming show. It's a technically yeah. internet show. Yeah. Um, that you have these three big names right. from Hollywood come in and do. And so I mean, that's what you see with like uh, HBO's True Detective. Yeah. When you start to get like Mahershala Ali yeah. in a television show. Yeah. You got Matthew McConaughey in a television yeah. show. It's insane to think about. So but I, that's the future for yeah, some of these I, I think that it's going to more and more uh, move to streaming and stuff because 
they got the money to do it. Oh, yeah. So like, and it, and there are so many more people who will watch it on Netflix than they will in a theater yeah. or uh, on CBS yep. or on like cable television. Yep. Um, I thought that way with like, I thought FX was the first one to really push the bill on that was because everything on FX was so different. Yeah. You know. Oh in, yeah. In, like you had the strain. Like during my time with FX, you had like the strain that came out. You had Fargo season one when that came out. Oh, it even started was, before then, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, FX I'm has to, been I'm doing. I'm trying to rack my brain on what I used to watch on FX, but I just remember it all being like stuff that I knew was special and that was not like it's not for the key. mainstream. Yeah, yeah, at all. Like they would do uh, Rescue Me was one of the big ones. I didn't see Rescue Me. Um, more straightforward, but definitely like content that was like questionable because there's a couple of rape scenes in there right, that yeah. like main character gets away with and yeah. like nothing ever happens to him because of it right like, and that's shit that happens in the real world yeah. and it's not saying yeah. the guy's good in fact most of the series says uh dennis leary is a piece of shit yeah like yeah um but you had like uh wilfred which is a very odd comedy um you have buckets which is uh buckets is a little newer it's it's a little newer but Zach it's Galvin definitely weird yeah um you have legion obviously which is a legion, another recent one that um, I didn't like. and uh the league which was kind of a mm-hmm. pseudo uh mixture between scripted unscripted television um, that was dealing with uh, con- uh, like a, a a plot device that like mostly only men get into, which is fantasy football. Right. Um, and it was it was a raunchier show. Yeah. Um. So FX has always been towing think, the line. I think I think Fargo stuff. was the first one that I got into, but I mean you got to keep in mind season one of Fargo was like 2013. Yeah. So I mean that's I hate to say it, but that's not really recent. <laughs> you no, know, that was no. six years ago. Uh, did you hear they're doing another season? No. It kind of bums me out. Yeah. Because they had originally said, uh, Noah Howley was like, we're doing three seasons. Yeah. That's it. That's, we're doing I didn't even totally watch the third season. I've only watched the first two. Did I tell you about it, the third season? Yeah, you did. Yeah. It's my favorite one. Third season was badass. Really good. Yeah. Props to, uh, props to Obi-Wan for pulling off two different characters. Yeah. In the same show. Ian McGregor. <laughs> good actor. Yeah. Good actor. Well, two Is that hours later. day? Yeah. I think it's I think it's time to go. It's time to Hopefully go. Hopefully that'll give you guys enough f- so that next year when we sit down again and record <laughs> next <laughs> We'll record before then. Yes, we will. Um uh possibly the next episode you hear from us will be our uh Game of Thrones uh uh pregame. There's a um, chance we episode. might even have an episode next week. Yes, possibly. Not super high, but there's a chance. Yeah. Um so uh right now we're kind of doing a one we can yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, we're not putting a date on anything. Like this yeah. one, I think I'm going to put this episode up today. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're kind of ditching the dates thing yeah. right now. But uh, if things work out, we'll be on a more consistent basis. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, until then, um, find us on Facebook at uh, Know Nothing Nerds. Either go to facebook.com forward slash Know Nothing Nerds or just type in the search bar Know Nothing Nerds. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at KN Nerds. Or you can email us at the know nothing or at no know nothing nerds at gmail.com. Perfect. Um, also rate and review us so we can get higher on the iTunes chart and then share us with your friends. Um, we really want you, uh, the listeners to hear more of our content, obviously, because that's, we get more kick out of it. We also want you to interact with us. Yes. Interact for crying out loud. Yes. 
Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us how stupid we're doing. Yes. Fact check us. Let us know. We'll shout you out on the podcast. Um, big ups to my buddies uh, at uh, the Conspiracy Theory Podcast. Um, go check out. They uh, uploaded their um, their uh, produced episode about Flat Earth convention that came through Colorado. The story of that is incredible. Yes. So go check out Carson and those uh, um, gentlemen and ladies uh, that do that podcast. It's awesome. It's funny. Um, So yeah, that's all I got for you. We good? We good. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.